All right, welcome to the Horse Racing Happy Hour with Mike Gandolfo and Louis Rabot. Going just like the White Sox and Yankees, we're going old school tonight. No <laughs> Megan. It, it perfect Megan fashion. Uh, Megan is out of state on uh, the one year anniversary of us having actually met Megan in person. So you know, she's like in Montana or something like that. I think she's. <laughs> Big I think she's uh, <laughs> she's actually like with Animal Planet, like she's gonna start with like one of these ranch shows. You know, they're, they're like an interviewer, like a reality TV show of like. That's actually a really life. good idea. Yeah. 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 That's so, a really good idea. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but uh, yeah. So Megan's in. Uh, Megan's not here, but we lost uh, you is... to Mexico last week. Yeah. We're losing Megan to Montana. Um, however, I will be here next week. So there you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Mexico. Was the was right that? Choice. It was good. I mean, it was uh, – when we go on vacations, normally we go explore. Okay. And, like, we don't just chill out. It was the first time, like, we ever, like, just chilled out. Like Just sat around and yeah. hung out and like, read. There, and, yeah, right. Yeah. Three days by the pool, you know. Yeah, and that's then, what I'm talking about. That's great. But we, you know, we did go snorkeling um, sure. one day and did that kind of stuff. And there you go. Cabo's good. I mean, it's – they 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 know that where their dollars are come from. Let's Can you bet on your horse racing apps while you're in Mexico? I actually don't know the answer to that. I didn't even try. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. good for you, man. Disconnect. Didn't even try. I disconnected, man. I I did try to see if I could find a track around Cabo, like to see sure. if there was just to like go to like the dusty, yeah, you know, yeah. see them fight in the infield, that kind of thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Get stabbed on the way in or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just like uh, like Secretariat, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not Secretary, but uh, Sea Biscuit. That's how yeah. that happens. Sea Biscuit. Um, I, it's it's also apropos that Megan's not here because um, both you and I, I actually I don't know if you in the ABR contest last yeah. week picked Nick's go or not. I did I not. did, and then I changed my pick to uh, Maxfield. Okay, because you and I kind of go with this whole if they go race overseas and yeah. come back, it kind of ruins them. Right. And Nick's go was kind of. Well, he had the he had the other race. He had two races back. He had the thing in Nebraska that doesn't. Yeah, I don't right. care. Doesn't yeah, count. Right. Come on, it does not count. <laughs> so you know, and that was his win. And then I was like, all right, like you know, if I'm if I'm looking Nick's goes trajectory and Maxfield's trajectory now, I was like, right. Maxfield's got this. I, and uh, I agree with you. Yep. And but you know what? Not only did Nick's go looks good, look good. Swiss Skydiver. She looked great. She, she did all fantastic. the work. Yeah, she and did I, all the work. I left yeah. both those horses out. It was like a five horse field, right? It was and a five left, horse field, and I left both those horses out. <laughs> there you go. Well, she ran fourth or fifth, so you, you really didn't miss anything. No, okay. Yeah. So what are you uh, what are you working on right now? Well, bourbon slush. Okay. It's hot. So, it's hot. So hot. Freaking hot here. Yeah. So I, I decided to water go. in the next room because I'm an idiot. Oh, that was a huge mistake. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm doing the bourbon slush thing, man. There's nothing better when it's hot. So we use the uh, the Old Fo 100 for the bourbon slush. Mike uh, has a family recipe. I am drinking the Old Forester Statesman, the 90 proof. I thought it was proof that, full when you got here. Hey, look, I don't appreciate your judgment right now. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the 95 proof that drinks like a 110, and so uh, I know we're both fans of it. And so uh, there you go. Yeah, drink a little Statesman today. The only thing I could get in Mexico, by the way, was Woodford Reserve. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I I I stick to tequila. I mean, I. I you know, Megan kind of predicted oh, that. I, I'm sure you did not listen to the show last week. No. Um, do you know who we had on last week? Uh, who? We had Rob Benefil on. Who is? Oh uh, yeah. You've met you've met Robert Churchill. Yeah. He Rob had a, had a 50, huge fifty-three thousand dollar pick for hit, so we had him on for that. Wait, and, but uh, the, the it's not that. But how big it was that? T- the ticket wasn't even that big though. It was like a oh, thirty-two bucks. Yeah, I don't even think it was that much, was it? <laughs> Like it was like it was like it was he played it pretty short. I think he had like right. two horses in every race. Yeah, and, he, and, and then he single, spread and he one race. Essential quality. He he hit yeah. essential quality and still hit the pick five for for twenty six grand. But he played it for a buck, like a smart man. And and there you go, fifty two thousand dollars. That's fantastic. It, I, actually, I, I will tell you, I it has changed my way of approaching multi race sequences now, where I'm going to start avoiding the pick four because so many people play them and the and the takeout rates tend to be higher on the pick four than on the pick five Okay, that I'm going to start looking more at either doubles pick threes, or if I feel confident in a single leg or something like that into the pick five. So tonight, actually I'm going to talk about the pick five at Arlington. We're going to talk about that with 
Uh, Nicole Doulis is going to join us at 815 uh, at Rogue Clown on, on Twitter. We'll have to find out why Nicole goes by Rogue Clown. But, I think know. I did. I think I figured it out. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. She's a, she's a very interesting person. Or, uh, very interesting person. Yeah, Nicole so. should be a lot of fun when, when yeah. we have them. We have them on, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's I, I, Did I mention to you, like, I'm the one who said, hey, I think Rob would be a good person to have on the show, didn't I? You did. Yeah. So you know, it's, you know, the interesting thing about that progression was I, I got a hold of him and I was like, Hey, would you want to jump on? He was like, Oh, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Love to do it. And then Megan said, well, cripes, if he just did a cross country pick five, why doesn't he stay on and handicap? And I went, okay, cool. And yeah. so Rob fulfilled two things that we, uh, one of them we've never had, which was a fan stay on for the whole show. I want to do yep. that again, by the way, it was very fun. Fantastic. The second yeah. thing, oh, it was great. The second thing was he had one thing in common with Ramon Dominguez. Do you remember what that is? I do not. He does not drink. So there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Two people on the happy hour that are just yeah. not drinkers. And for whatever reason, I know we didn't really, frankly, get into it too deep with either guy. But uh, but yeah, there you go. So something I told him, so you have something in common with Ramon Dominguez. So there you go. No, Rob's Rob's a fantastic guy. And uh, yeah, I, th I think having, the, you know, you and I, the whole purpose we do this show is to be approachable right. for horse racing fans and stuff like that. Like, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Like, I think, no. you know, let's let's bring on fans. Let's do it. For sure. Um, all right, so we got we talked about Nick's go. So yeah. the top five for the Breeders' Cup Classic. Who is your top five right now for the Breeders' Cup Classic? I mean, so what I wanted to ask you is, I mean, after that performance and just how it didn't seem to take a ton of effort, right? And that, frankly, in the classic distance races recently has been the way to go is to get out front, be better, have that kick at the end. The thing that someone brought up that, and I'm very sorry whoever really talked about it, was that he gets he's faster on turns, so he's actually better in two turn races because he can speed up over both set of turns. And I went back and watched the race and it's totally true. His biggest leads were coming out of turns. And so it makes sense that he would want to go two turns this year, of course, at Del Mar. And so I, I don't know how you couldn't after that performance. And he just, look, he just beat Maxfield, right? I mean, he just did um, just straight up. It was nothing complicated about it. Uh, and so I think he's first. I think that if you wanted to have Maxfield second, I think that's totally legitimate. I, I think, think the, the question, only... I think there's a question though of whether or not I'm, I'm on a quarter is too much for the classic. Let's go? Yeah, uh, I, I don't had, worry about it personally, but he, I, he's I never done it. People... He's sure. never done it. You know, what's mile the Pacific, and or what's the uh, what's the race in Miami? The uh, the Pegasus was that mile yeah. three sixteenths? Mile and eighth. It's a mile and eighth. Okay, there you go. Yeah, very good. Okay, so I think that's I think that's the legit. You know, can he do that? Can he go the mile and a quarter or not? Sure. Where Maxfield don't have any question about whether or not Maxfield can. Right. Okay. Well, that's fair. So, right. I don't I, know. Um, I'm, I don't trust him in that race. I'm not going to lie. And and I say that, and you know what? Maxfield's never won a mile and a quarter either. He's right. running a mile and a quarter. He became right. a third, and that was Pacific a standing class, handicap. Right? Standing handicap. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, who knows? I Maybe it's going to be essential quality. I think he's top five for sure especially since he's shown the distance doesn't bother him at all. And um, I think he's as big a Travers favorite as we've had since, since Pharaoh probably. But you don't really base anything off this Travers, right? Because Travers is like made for upsets. Although for, there's, no, there's but, no uh, upsets but what I'm saying is going into the race, he'll probably be as big yeah. a favorite as we've had yeah. since Pharaoh. And then who got beat? I'm nice. very, I want to see Latruska one more time this summer and then wonder if she, if they don't take that shot, the classic. Now, if I'm them, I think I feel really good about where I am in that distaff field, like really good. And I aim for that. However, Fausto Gutierrez seems to think her, her trainer that they've got a shot at that kind of level against that level of competition. You would have to feel really good about being up against a couple of very good horses in essential quality and next go and Maxfield and that sort of group. But frankly, after those three, is there a drop off to me? There is. And so I, I think there's a chance, for example, like a hot rod Charlie who's going to go in the pen, uh, pen mile, right? Yep. Pen, for, pen try derby. to get his first grade one. What's that? Pen derby. Pennsylvania yeah. derby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that he could actually round into form because I think he's shown two, a mile and a quarter, not a problem for him. Right. And he runs a similar style to Nick's go. Maybe you could get those two horses out front a little too much work on the front end. A horse like Lechuska picks up the pieces, but frankly, recently she's been running out front. Now, to be fair, that's in those fields that she's been up against. Um, but I don't know. I, and and you know me, and this is a, a major fault of mine as far as uh, 
uh, as handicapping and how I look at horses. If I see them in person and I see them be really great in person, it's hard for me to get over. And Latruska at Churchill Downs was just, I mean, just, she was great. She was, she was just great. She looked great. She ran great. Total pro great in the paddock. I mean the whole thing. So it's just, it, it's going to be a while until I get over the, the visuals of her doing those things. You know, it, it reminds me of say like a, like a bricks and mortar when you and I saw him and it was just like, that horse is never going to lose again. <laughs> you know, just that kind of level of, of quality. So, we'll so see. do you, uh, do you want to know who, um, out with horse racing nation because you know, we love Ron flatter. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is who they got as the, um, potential potentials right now for weird school classic. Okay, great. Okay. I'm just gonna run through the list. Doctor's po- Doctor Post. Okay. Um, I mean, come on. This horse is I'm saying okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> BMS yep. by my standards. Swiss Skydiver. Yep. Uh, and that those are possibles. Uh Miss Shrift. Uh yeah, yeah. Ro- oh, Royal wow. Ship. Idol. Nick's Go. Um, Silver State, Express Train, Happy Saver, Mandaloon, Max Player, Latriska, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, and Maxfield. It's a better field than I thought. I'm interested if Mishriff comes you, over and you runs think on dirt. It's a better field. Yeah, than I thought actually. Um, well, I mean, that's not. They're not all going to show up there. I mean, they're. Just, I get They're it. just ones that are considered. I wonder if a Mishriff wouldn't want to run in the in the in the turf, um, which I refer to as the turf classic. The. Um, but at a mile and a half, does he want to do that? Does he want to run in the mile, the turf mile? I don't know. That that horse, but that horse could do everything. That's what's sort of remarkable about about Mishriff. So <clears throat> hard to know, but. Uh, I think um, in in the case of that field, I would feel pretty good about putting Latruska in that field, actually. So what about Swiss Skydiver? I would feel less good about Swiss Skydiver in that field. I think Nick's go put her away this weekend. and But to be fair, too, she's coming off the layoff. I don't think that was the spot they intended her to land in. Right. It's Saratoga. Well, she's run the ball at Saratoga before. But, I mean, like, just in general. But I'll walk that back a little bit because she, she did all the work in that race. Right. I mean, she did all of it. She was right there with him. So I feel better about Latruska than, than Swiss Skydiver. I'll say that. And you right. know, I'm a big Swiss Skydiver fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this field does anything. Like, it doesn't excite me because I mean, it's pretty, I think it's pretty even with like right. slightly above average horses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. So, okay. uh, Nicole's, Nicole's on deck. Shall we, should we okay, go, bring, her in. Go, and bring her in? Yeah. Yeah. All absolutely. Right. Here is at Rogue Clown. We, we can't see the Rogue Clown. <laughs> Which you did want to ask. ask oh, about. let me fix my name then. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> dropped Nicole. in and it, I she dropped looked, in and it said Nicole Newlist slash Rogue Clown and figured this is yeah. not her not their not their first trip to uh, to Streamyard apparently for Nicole. There you go. It well, is I mean... not my first trip to Streamyard. <laughs> I have done. A couple of the, there we go. I figured out how to change it. I've done a couple of the charity first challenges for Santa Anita. And so that was the format that they always had my name as there. So I guess there must be some cookie in my browser (laughs) that remembered it. (laughs) Nice. The Russians know how you log into uh, StreamYard. There you go. So uh, (laughs) Nicole Newlist, is is it Newlist? Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. Nicole Newlist. Bam. All right, so Nicole knew the list. Uh, find find them on Twitter at Rogue Clown, and find their work at Blinkers-Off.com. I think that's right. Yes. And then uh, Nicole is a, co- a competitor of ours in the ABR Big Race Showdown. I just assume she's doing better than me because I have been terrible. <laughs> I've, been terrible. Uh, I've been awful. Terrible, very noticeable that Nicole tomorrow for everyone who's interested, and that should be everyone who's paying attention to this show. She, uh, excuse me, Nicole was on Jeopardy. And uh, the August 13th rendition of the show is tomorrow. And that is your big appearance on Jeopardy. Are you terrified that people are going to see you on Jeopardy? Or is it more like, look, I'm living out a dream and I don't care who sees me. I am living out a dream. I mean, there's certainly like a few fibers of my brain that are like, people are going to be jerks to me on Twitter. But most of my brain is like, shut up, little fibers of your brain. (laughs) You've wanted to be on Jeopardy ever since you were five years old trying to play along the with the show with a solar calculator. <laughs> nice. So, who was the which, host for your personal appearance when you were on? Can you tell us that much? Yeah, Joe Buck. Oh, oh no kidding. Oh, awesome. That is awesome, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, he was awkward dad energy in the best possible way. I loved him. You're going to love this show then. That's good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but there's Jeopardy News today, by the way. Did you know that? They named it permanent host. 
Yeah, they you know, named they named cool Mike Richards, up. which I'm so mad about. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Extrapolate, go. Not a, well, it's like they. Well, what they said is they named Mike Richards as the host of the main show, and mm. then I guess they're going to be doing some like nighttime, like primetime, like spinoffs or tournaments or whatever. And Mayim Bialik is going to host those. And how do you, how do you feel about about her? About Blossom? I like Come her. On, I like her a lot better. <laughs> okay. My number one was Buzzy Cohen, who hosted mm. the Tournament of Champions. He's a previous Jeopardy contestant, and just. Right. I loved him as a contestant. I love his TV persona. There really were only two candidates who were going to make me mad if they got hired as the permanent. And one of them was Dr. Oz and one of them was oh, Mike sure. Richards. Oh, no. So there you go. You got one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I got one of them. So my guy, LeVar Burton, would have been okay with you. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, LeVar's Le great. Yeah. Louie, you ever been on a game show? <sighs> no, but Ron Flatter has. And I wanted to ask Nicole... <laughs> Has he? Are you tired of? Are you tired of Ron yet? I mean, yeah. the, the guy. No, are you sure? In case you can be. It's I'm okay. sure. <laughs> We're not. I love, I love Ron. I love Ron too. That's right. I had a. Have you uh, gotten, how much unsolicited advice have you gotten from Ron Flatter about being on Jeopardy or on a game show in general? Well, I haven't gotten any because I told oh. him I already taped it. Oh, there you go. That's that's how you do that. There it is. That's great. <laughs> Oh, so uh, they, Nicole, uh, try out for uh, for for who wants to be a millionaire? That was it, but I didn't get on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Was well, I, I took the Jeopardy test more times than I can remember to count. I had four in person auditions before oh. they finally called me for the show. So if you've ever taken the test or gotten an audition and they haven't called you, keep trying. It took me over ten years Look to do you. it, but right. I got there. Yeah, in that there case, really screw the Twitter people because ten years like that's that's a project. Good for you. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I I will probably just ignore them just because I don't one. I it's Million Week. I don't have time for beef on Twitter. <laughs> but two, I'm not generally a fan of beef on Twitter. But the thing that's gonna pop in my head tomorrow or any other time that anyone gives me crap on Twitter about my Jeopardy appearance, I'm just gonna wish I could pull them over and say to them. So when's your air date? No, that's right. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yes, that's right. I, like I, until you've been in my shoe. <laughs> I've put myself out there. Where are you at? Where are you at now? Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned Arlington Million Week. I uh, I wanted to have you on because I noticed on your Twitter feed that you said, and I and I appreciate this because I'm I'm a huge fan of this weekend. And you said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going every day. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm going to be out there. I'm I'm going to watch workouts to do those things. What's that's what the, I've done for Million Week, like every year for the last few years now. It's just what I do. Right. And so Mike and I have that here in Louisville. We do that for the Derby, right? What What yeah. has it been like, you know, and so the last two years have been a little strange with COVID and trying to figure out where we can stand and doing those things. Yeah. You've There's more layers to this, this million, of course, right? What's the attitude been like? How are you? Um, you know, we're sort of just wondering. I actually found out from my wife today that she gave me the green light. I'm actually flying up to Chicago on Saturday. I'll be there. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, I adore Arlington. It breaks, Michael, tell you, I, it breaks my heart that this is happening. So I can only imagine what someone in your spot who's who really, I mean, you got to freaking blog about the place, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's something. Oh, that I you, mean, go ahead. I'm, I'm here. I'm here every race day. I'm one of the chart callers here. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always at the track here and a million in particular, I really fell in love with horse racing. It went from a thing that I went on Wikipedia rabbit holes to try to learn for pub trivia to, <laughs> I need this way more in my life when I went to the 2013 million. And I don't, think it's really real to me that this is probably going to be the last one. I think one thing that's made it more surreal, that's made it so surreal, this whole meet is that just the facility, so much of it is still as beautiful as ever. Yeah. And it, like, it still looks like this building could last another oh. hundred or more years if it wanted to. And yet there's still just like little things. I've been standing outside in the mornings, just, most of the mornings I've just spent the morning watching workouts down by the mile pole. Cause that's right. where the horse, that's where the gap where most of the horses comes in and out. You get a few horses coming in and out from the paddock, but most of them do it from the mile pole. And that's just and, past the first turn, right? Well, it's just into the first turn into the first turn. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's into the first turn. Yep. You know, no, I mean, you're right. There's, 
there, there are technically two mile poles because there's yeah, another right. mile yeah, yeah. pole at the end of the chute. Right. But the horses aren't coming in through the chute. They're coming in through the horse path in the parking lot. Got it. And so, I you know, I've been standing out there and there's just, you know, the mile pole. It's red and white like a mile pole. And then it's got like a couple of like little stair step bits of white and then like the big ball on the top. And some of the white like yeah. veneer or layer has like come off parts of the mile pole. And I'm like, there are things that they haven't gone back and fixed, even though I'm sure that in previous years, that mile pole would have been like painted and pristine and not a chip on it sure. before any of the million horses hit the grounds. All right. So I, which there is no, just to be clear, make sure like if people are looking at they probably know though that the Arlington Million is going this year is going to be run as the Mr. D Stakes in honor of the, uh, of, of Dick. I'm, I'm not going to try to say his last name. Duchess uh, Law. Huh? Okay. Say to go ahead. It's uh, Richard Duchess Law. Okay. Uh, Louis, would you have gotten that right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Louis, <laughs> by the way, speaks like more 11 fun. languages. It's more fun if you do it though. Um, yeah. All right. So I can there... also spell it. <laughs> And he's he's actually still alive. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So he's a hundred years old this year, um, which is which is incredible. So yeah. and uh, I and haven't then... seen him at the track this year, but I think through and I don't think I saw him last year, but like as recently as 2019, like I've seen him at the mm. track. Wow. Okay. That's he right. will pop into the press box and like would come and like make sure the popcorn was popped correctly. That awesome. happened here uh, with Johnny Unitas at Churchill Downs for many years. He was way into horses, and he was here for many, many years and into those things. And who else am I thinking of, Mike, that was a big flagge guy that was at the track for 100 they years? Had that, they had a guy, and I can't remember what his name Another was. Another football but, player, but he was in it, well into his 90s. And, you know, he no, was, they had a guy who was like famous on the backside. He was, well, I don't for think, sure, a football too, player. Yeah. yeah, but it was yeah. he lived to be a long time. And, of course, yeah. you know, you hear about the people out in California, that, too. That, but that's, it's, that's a cool story. So, so – I I have I have a, a plan, Nicole, to to steal the million and drop it into the newly renovated Turfway Park. Where oh my god, we move the Arlington dates to Monday and Tuesday during the Churchill meets at Turfway Park. Am I out of my mind, or are you a little intrigued by my concept? I think it's amazing, but also I'm stealing it first and bringing it to oh. Hawthorne because Hawthorne is right. closer oh, by. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, you have to help me out because I know one thing about Hawthorne for sure. They they do both the harness racing and thoroughbred racing. Yes. Is there a turf course at Hawthorne? Yes. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that part. Okay. All right. So Hawthorne, yeah, there, good. Is, there is a turf course at Hawthorne and, you know, one of the graded stakes that they ran until very recently and... I wouldn't be surprised if they bring it back once they've finished building the casino and that money is coming in. The Hawthorne Derby is a turf race. Mm. Okay. It's a turf race in the fall. So yeah, they've got, they've got a grass course at Hawthorne. And the way they run both is that they've got a turf course and then the dirt course. Okay. And then when they're switching from thoroughbred to standard bread, they take up all of the dirt on the yes, dirt right. course the wow. and they lay the limestone for the harness horses and then they take up the limestone and lay the dirt again and you know it is an undertaking but i feel like there's a silver lining to it which is to say it's like they can see the track bed on a regular basis no that's right yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense with all the issues we've seen at places like like Laurel this year, right? I mean, they, like they could have really benefited year. from that. Thing. Yeah, and so I wasn't mad because I love Pimlico, but you know that's a different <laughs> that's a different thing altogether. Oh, Pimlico's um, great. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It really is. All right, so I wanted to ask you sort of a general question about capping these turf stakes at Arlington because you know it's like five in a row to end the pick five here and all those sorts of things. Horses moving not from turf to turf. So either from the synthetic surface at Arlington or dirt horses that, you know, are running in the three-year-old races, something like that. How do they usually fare on this weekend? Is it something that you've thought about before? It's something that you see, you're seeing more this year than most years, obviously, okay. but just in general, horses moving from other surfaces, 
obviously I want to look back and see if they have any turf form. And then if they don't have, if they don't have any turf form, the questions I like to ask to sort of assess whether they're going to do well. I'm a big pedigree person. Sure. I mean, my favorite race is to handicap. I'm actually kind of disappointed that there's not some, you know, highfalutin two-year-old race like on the million day card. I always look forward to that million undercard two-year-old race. And the fact that there's not one this year makes me so sad, but I love looking in there and seeing what, you know, what the turf pedigree is. Do they have right. any nice turf runners in their close-up female family? As far as moving from other surfaces, I know there are some people that are like, oh yeah, synthetic plays a lot like turf. That's not always true. And it's not like, it's not always great transference especially from the arlington poly Correct. i've noticed a little more transference between tapita and turf like i am it's poly track here but weirdly enough like i'm a big tapita fan specifically because there's transference between one tapita track and another at least Correct, like it's yeah. kind of consistent but yeah just you know, cleave to your, there's nothing really special at Arlington specifically for that. Cleave to your basics. Um, look at the turf pedigree and try to figure it out that way. Um, look at, you know, even the trainer statistics. Like if right. there's a trainer who does well when they're moving their horses to turf, like if you've got a, like I don't think he has one going first time turf here, but in general, like if you've got, you know, Chris Block putting a horse on the turf, right? you probably want to look at that horse because, Chris Block is a sharp dude and nowhere is he sharper than on the grass. <laughs> yeah. The, I think the example I was thinking of, for example, is like in the pucker up, she's a mystery is coming in. Never been on the turf before, but Jeff yeah. Hiles is trying that horse on, on the turf. For example, I'm just, for example, Edgar Morales coming in to ride that one has had really good success this year. Almost, you know, almost pulls off the Iowa Oaks, you know, uh, behind yeah. Army wife who goes back to back of the black eyed Susan in the, and the arm in the Iowa Oaks is a really, really talented Philly. And so a horse like that, that, you know, what wins to run second in the Iowa Oaks comes in and never tried turf before, but because it's restricted to three-year-olds, I think that Jeff sees it as an opportunity to bring a, you know, bring a, a classy Philly in and try it out. Or even in the even in the grade one, Bruce D sitting up there on the fence. You've got the ride of the, the ride of a lifetime for Nasir Correas, yep. who's you know candy ride baby out of Cosmic Evolution, a dirt filly who I always really liked. Sure. Never tried the turf before. I was looking, and she's got some she's got some relatives who were able to handle the turf. And candy ride is versatile enough. And sure. you know, now that I'm talking about the ride of a lifetime, the one thing I will say about him is. If there's one horse in the mornings who I looked at and, you know, they've all looked reasonably good, like proper grade one horses should look. But the one horse I look at and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you are resplendent. And the very model of what I am dying to see in the mornings, the ride of a lifetime in the Bruce there you go. Love that. That's he looked the... great this morning. So that's that's the eighth race, of course. And that's um... the eighth race. And that's the number one in that race, six to number one, one rival lifetime. <laughs> Nacho Carrera, uh, Carreras, excuse six me. to and one, then, actually. Too. Yeah, I mean, and then, you a decent price on that. And by the way, that's James Graham, who's going to get out of the gate, and that horse is going to get on the lead, and he's going to say, "Come on and get me." And so, if you're looking for a horse in the mile to perhaps get out front and stay out front, there's your opportunity there. That's awesome. Um, any notes on any other horses that that we need to know about, especially in that late pick five? Which, by the way, at Arlington is. Um, just a 15% takeout, which is awesome. And uh, it's an all stakes pick five here. All right. As far as, as far as notes um, that like the, the biggest note, the biggest note I honestly had just from what I've seen in the mornings was just how good the ride of a lifetime looked. I was actually a little thrown. Well, first I was a little thrown because of how early the Chad Brown horses got there. <laughs> Usually they roll in, you know, they'll roll in on Tuesday and they show up mm. to the track on Wednesday this year they've been out on the track since Tuesday but it oh. makes sense because you know Air Horse One is still grounded so they couldn't fly in from New York right and so since they had to van in they got the extra day to acclimate to Arlington which is a good thing um it was a little weird first day just because um domestic spending came out with a pony I've been watching oh. these I've been watching Chad Brown horses come out in the mornings for years I've never seen one come out with a pony and like the entire time that he took the slow jog, it's like Shanti Sara slow jog on her own the wrong way and off. Oh. Lamista slow jog the wrong way once and out. 
and then um the domestic spending came out with a pony and was with a pony the entire way so i'm like what is the deal with that hmm. um things have been more normal the last two days a pony just might be his thing because he's still come out with the pony every day but now that he's actually galloping he's broken off from the pony got it and when horses come in and they and they are doing the mornings at arlington are they on the are they on the the synth surface or are they actually on the turf on the turf track to train? They are on the synthetic surface. Okay. There are some years where they have done some turf training during the million week. Sure. But they haven't done any of that this year. We've had a lot of storms in Chicago this year. And so with all of those storms, they they didn't even run on the turf today. I'll be shocked if oh. they run on the turf tomorrow. Just to be ready for Saturday, sure. Right. Okay. Well, not just to get ready for Saturday, but it's, it's been bad, huh? storms. Got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move because somebody is vacuuming the press box. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to go where it's going to be not quite so loud. Are you at Arlington still? Yeah. Yeah. Can you people, tell by the this wallpaper? Is, this is real. Come on now. I thought, yeah, maybe, I am well, at I thought maybe Nicole had terrible taste. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am no. at Arlington Park right now. That's what I'm talking I'm about. I'm actually going to go outside because they've got some cables just outside the press box. Oh, well, we actually could not really hear the vacuum cleaner. I could hear As it just you can see. <laughs> She's there. Hey, look. They're there. There, look it there it is. There it is. Arlington That's beautiful. Park. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. So I, I was going to say, Nicole, just in my very few trips to Arlington, horses seem to ship well to Arlington and run well. So, yeah. you know, it, it is a fair track for, you know, fair turf course, at least for, you know, the best horses, you know, the first year that you went, uh, you saw a real solution win. Uh, you know, I was there when bricks and mortar won, you know, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and, that uh, was so me, good. And, um, oh, who's the South, South American bred horse. Oh my goodness. Uh, Roy H. Right. Um, um sorry. Yeah. Which, which year were, what race was this? So in in the Arlington Million, the South American horse. Oh my goodness, he's got a man. Oh, Robert Bruce, excuse me, the Chilean horse. Um, and so horses ship in, you know, very well, and they win. And so, yeah. do you expect like a domestic spending to be able to show up and run his race? Oh, I mean, domestic spending could very well win the race. I mean, he's you, you can't really knock his form this year. He's very classy. He can get the he can get the mile and a quarter. For sure. He's not who I'm going with on top. I have a slight preference to Armory for Aiden yeah. O'Brien. Sure. But you know, your two big I, I do think your two big win candidates are Armory and domestic spending. I'm leaning towards Armory one because yeah. even though Aiden O'Brien is world class. People throw money at Chad Brown like there's no tomorrow. So I think domestic spending is going to be, you know, odds on probably. Okay. And Armory, I don't think he's going to be, you know, nine to two or anything like that, but he'll probably be, you he's know, four to one. I think he, I, I think he probably goes off like five to two. Okay. Maybe yeah, three to nice. one. I think he's a, I think he's a clear second choice in the race behind domestic spending. And one kind of profile of horse that I really like for these big American grade ones are international horses who've been running in these proper European group ones like he's been running in. And even though he's not a group one winner, he's got four group level stakes wins, group two yep. and three, and yep. six group one placings. He's running in the same zip code as love oh Adaria, magical just these horses who everyone knows would give domestic spending a tough day at the track yeah. at the very <laughs> least that's right yeah now we've seen at belmont and saratoga this year that the european form is holding up really really well even stateside yeah. and so i agree with you yeah. yeah yeah for sure okay well i was gonna say in my in the pick five i'm gonna give out later uh, those are the two horses i include because for me this isn't a race where you get clever like I think those no. two are, those two are the class, and that's okay. And you just that's kind of move on. You find it somewhere else. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like there are some horses who are pretty interesting for underneath, and Holy. those who are playing underneath. One note that I do have for the Mister D is that there are a couple of horses who are very likely to scratch. Mm. The number six, another mystery, is very oh, no. likely to run in. I know, right? I loved, I loved another mystery for a piece. I loved a mile and a quarter, yeah. but no. Um, 
Chris Block this morning was basically like, unless one of the two biggies scratches, which of course we are not expecting to happen, he is probably going to put another mystery in the Illinois stake, the black Mm. tie affair race 10. And the other horse expected to scratch for the million is the number 10, Big Dreaming. The Catalano horse on the outside. Okay, because I... I was going to say, if another mystery slipped into the 10th race, that was my single for the big five. So that's good to know. Actually, that's great. Another mystery. No, another mystery is expected to run in the 10th race. Oh, full fist pump from me. That's awesome. All right. So (laughs) that's great. And then um, what else did I have on my notes here? Um, I was interested actually in an earlier race in the, in the, in the Beverly D or excuse me. Yeah. The Beverly D. Yeah. We get a cool matchup here between me and Mary on I'm state so side about and that Santa guy. Barbara is shipping in, right? Who has run state side? I don't want to say like no experience in the United States. Yeah. Interesting sort of stat actually played out at Saratoga this weekend where Aiden O'Brien's horses the second time in the U S not as successful as they are the first time for some reason. Do you expect like the Mr. D that um, the million, I'm going to call it the million screw this like the million that, that me and Mary and Santa Barbara are kind of the two horses to use here Oh, I I absolutely agree that me and Mary and Santa Barbara are the two major horses to look at in the Arlington Million. Another one just like the Million where I'm always looking for that long shot. It's so much fun to find the long shot, but yeah. sometimes you're just like, be smart about it. No, it's not sexy, but sometimes the major horses are the major horses. And I do have that preference for me and Mary just because I think she can get a good trip on the lead like there are a couple horses there are a couple horses who do have some speed naval laughter showed some speed earlier but sophie doyle rated her nicely in the modesty and i think she's gonna do that again i mean that's just i love sophie doyle she's a fantastic jockey but like super aggressive is not Mm. how she rolls i don't think taking taking it to me and mary is not how she's gonna roll like the kind of ride that she gave her in the modesty is probably the kind of ride he's gonna, or the kind of ride that she's gonna try to give Naval Laughter in the Beverly D. The one who's most likely to try to give me and Mary a little, you know, be a little gadfly for a while is the number seven, Oso Terrible. Oso Terrible puts the blinkers back on. Ooh. Constantino Roman has been able to get speed out of her before, but even with blinkers, he doesn't get speed out of her all the time, and. Mm. She just hasn't really been the same in two starts this year. The sixth Lamista in that race. Not what? a bunch of so Lamista's in that race, the six? Yeah. Lamista. Yeah. Gets yeah. gets Flavian aboard. I have learned at Del Mar this year, just include Flavian. Should we take that tact on Saturday? First time I see. Don't like I don't love Lamista. Like I did a I did an ABC chart. And honestly, the only reason that I put Lamista as a C instead of an X is Chad Brown and Flavion Pratt because, you know, like the the pucker up two years ago, I didn't like Cafe Americano as far as I could throw her, but she figured out she, she won. And closed out the Chad Brown graded stakes sweep of Palooza two years ago. <laughs> right. But, you know, knocked me out of my pick five. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you're spreading a little bit and you've got it a little more narrowed down in some other races, I can't tell you you're wrong. But I also think she's going to be an underlay, especially because she's not proven any longer right. than a mile and an eighth. And this is a mile and three sixteenths. That, yeah, I really, I am team me and Mary. I tend to agree with you, actually. It's really interesting. Grand Motion going back to Lasix here because it's available in Illinois, right? And so it's it's interesting he's going to go back to Lasix there. All right, uh, we'll close with this. Nicole, you've been really gracious. We really appreciate it. And apparently you're still at the track, which means you need to get home at some point. Unless, Unless you live at the track and we just don't know. Is that a thing? Um, no, I wish like that would save me a lot of computing time. I'm actually, I live in the city, but I'm staying at an Airbnb about three miles from the track because the first train does not get you to Arlington park until about quarter to seven morning ah. works start an hour before that. So if I want to see all the stakes horses, 
I can't be taking the train in from the city. So I stay in the suburbs. I, I Okay. Th- so that's beyond, that's beyond commitment. And I cannot tell people <laughs> how much I appreciate this. So I'm going to, I'm going to puff something for Nicole, just because I, I think that there are people that listen to this show that would be interested. She has a Patreon page, patreon.com slash rogue clown. And all she does on the page is try to cover transportation costs to the track. That's it. Okay. So you can actually jump on there and become a subscriber with Nicole for as little, I think it's worth two bucks a month with a dollar a month. Come you on people figure it out. Oh, Let's go. And so, thank uh, you. <laughs> I, I admit I haven't done a lot of like Patreon extra posts lately, but no, I come whatever. to the track. I post stuff on Twitter. I've had Chicago totally. race of the day, which is not a podcast I get paid to do. Right. I've done one race every day since opening day 2019 on that podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> so Chicago is our number five market. So I'm way into it. Find Nicole. If you haven't done that at road clown on Twitter, road clown on Patreon. You can also find her um, at blinkers hyphen off blinkers off.com. Make yep. sure you go find her there. Uh, Nicole, I'm going to um, DM you my, my cell phone number so that I can meet you on Saturday. I think it would be really perfect. Great. Awesome. And uh, I'm staying in Wrigleyville, just a heads up. I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, I, I lived I, in Wrigleyville for a year and a half. So I know Wrigleyville. I don't know how my friend lives there. Like, I don't know, but I, uh, anywhere that offers me a couch and no cost to stay is where I Fair. Go. Yeah, right. <laughs> I right. will admit, I was we, like, well, we need to know when I lived in Wrigleyville for a year and a half. <laughs> you got it. You got a good luck on Jeopardy, by the way. Here we go. So. Who you got oh, there? Thank you. Gonna... Oh, there we uh, go. There we she already go. knows how she did, by the way. Yeah. So it's kind of over. <laughs> yeah, right. um, how long uh, ago got... was that? There is a, like there's a, a phrase thing? for that in the Jeopardy community: retroactive good luck. <laughs> yes. We got we got to get our four star picks, a four star Dave pick though. Uh, that's true. I do want to ask: How are you taking in Jeopardy tomorrow? How am I what? How, how are you, you watching it tomorrow or, with a bunch of people by yourself? What are you doing? Well, it airs at 3.30 in the afternoon Chicago time, which means it'll be in the middle of the races at Arlington. So in our little chart caller nest, one of the TVs will have Arlington on it because that's what we need to do our job. The other TV from 3.30 to 4 tomorrow, instead of showing TVG or Saratoga or what have you, is going to be tuned to Jeopardy. Awesome. Which right. the only time that we've changed that TV to like, I usually catch up on it after work, but obviously since... I'm on it. I'm going to watch it. We did the same thing earlier this summer. There was actually another horse racing person who was on Jeopardy. Wow. Emily White, who used to be the weekend editor oh. for the Pollock Report. Yeah. Two-day champion earlier this year. That's for awesome. Her. That's awesome. And I, we watched um, her episodes from so the she's track. she <laughs> I was laughing because you said something other than horse racing. I remember I was at Pimlico when they showed the Royal wedding instead of horse racing on the TV. Oh and I was like, I was trying to get away from this thing. Let's go. What are we doing? Oh, show the horses. <laughs> and exactly. not the carriage horses at the Royal wedding. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So Nicole, who did you, uh, who did you pick in the contest for the, for the four-star Dave? Yeah. For the four-star Dave, I am, let me open, let me open those PPs. I have, I, I did handicap the four-star Dave. It has been since last night, since I looked at it. So, sure. My addled, sleep-deprived brain at least needs the PPs open in front of me to remind me. Oh goodness, where are they? I come on, I have them saved on my computer, don't I? Mike's um, going with Daddy as a legend because he's. Un-erotic. I did not. I did not even put Daddy as a legend in my yeah, top we three. We get it. You have kids. I, mean, I did on. not. I usually. <laughs> oh, I was. I was tempted just because I'm a bit of a daddy is a legend stand, but I just could not pull the handle well, Louis, on this one. Louis loves field pass, and that didn't happen. I either, do love so. field pass. That's one yeah. of my favorite, favorite horses going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I actually decided to, you know, just as all this talking of, okay, you know, no Chad Brown, blah, blah, blah. I did land on a Chad Brown horse in the four-star Dave, but not Raging Bull. because oh, Raging wow. Bull. Raging Bull is just one of those ones that I can never bring myself to bet because even though he occasionally wins, he always runs out of time. Whereas Blowout, I think. Oh, Blowout, nice. Yeah, I landed on Blowout. I'm taking a little bit of a shot. I'm really impressed with that race at Churchill where even though she, you know, ran off like a doofus for a while, she dug in and got the money. Yeah. And. I like the fact I like her combination of early speed and being a gamer. And so, yeah, I'm going to roll with blowout. Awesome. 
I had Blowout Ooh. and I had Casa Creed. So then I had and I had Raging Bull. So yeah, that's I, I went Raging Bull, uh, Field Pass second because I'm a homer, and then uh, I ended up with Whisper Nod as my or no, Daddy's Legend is my third. What am I so saying? no one, no one's on set piece, which is very interesting to me. I, I don't. I, I think set piece wants to go further, right? Maybe, boy. Mike and I were at that Wise Dan this year, Nicole, and that was as cool a move as we've seen in person in yeah. a long time from a horse. He just, just straight up the rail and just did the thing. It was it was it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty. No, awesome. that yeah. is. It was very cool. The one time though, set piece ran in you know the mile. Well, recently he ran early on in his career. I mean, he, you could have timed that thing with a freaking calendar. So I mean, I, yeah, right. I just don't think he's fast enough at the. Mile. I will say about Raging Bull though, seems to love the non lakes on LASIK races like really seems to enjoy yeah. that that's kind of i was looking through i'm like okay this is a really good horse what's okay so i get i in new york and i get no lasix okay let's go with raging bull so that's kind of where i landed yeah i mean raging, raging bull makes sense like i i've got i've got him in my mix um i wish i still had written down on my sheet who i picked and i just don't have i just don't have it in front of me it'll they haven't published it on abr but you'll see it that's tomorrow right, if I remember correctly, I have Classic Creed in second, and I think I put Raging Bull in third only because there's the exacta and the trifecta yes, bits, correct. and right. yep. I think Rage I love Raging Bull right. for a piece of those exacta or trifecta, sure. just not for the whole enchilada. So I I, I need to know. Uh, by the way, who you got there? It says the Lone Speed correct pick Nicole with the. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I, I need to know, do you all like this scoring system with it, you know, being the exacta trifecta thing on the ABR thing? I'll be honest, I don't even think about it when I'm picking. Do you? Well, and I think I'm, you and by the way, I plan so there you go. <laughs> well, we're yeah, I, I like the exacta I like the exacta and trifecta bit because I feel like if you're, you know, given a list of three horses in each race, I feel like that gives me some sort of an some sort of an impetus to think of, okay. What picks can I give that might be useful to readers to play around with in their exactas and trifectas? And sure. it it inspires me to, you know, sometimes do like I do here where I'm taking a longer shot on top, but admit that, yes, the shock horse, even though I don't like them to win, could hit the board. Or if I'm thinking, oh, there's a horse I really like, but there are these longer shots that could come in. You know, it makes me pretty happy about, okay, even though this longer shot might not really be a win candidate, I'll happily put them second or third because I think that's a horse that people should consider throwing in their long shots at or throwing in their exotics at, you know, 15 to 1 or 20 sure. to 1 or whatever. I think we should just – the only thing I would – and I know that they published it, but I think they if they gave a like a straight win bet for your number one horse on top of the, the mm. exact and the trifecta would be good. But, but I agree with you, Nicole, because – you know, I was telling Louis like my my strategy is always to include one, one horse that's kind of uh, out of left field a little bit because how how often did the three best horses finish one two three? It doesn't happen. I mean, you usually have that one horse that kind of breaks it up. So uh, yeah, from that standpoint, I do like it. So all right, uh, Nicole, thank you very much. Anything else that you want to ask, Louis, before we? No, I just wanted to repub everything about Nicole because she was so. Uh, they were so nice to come on. So at Road Clown on Twitter and lots of other places, find their work at uh, on uh, Blinkers hyphen off BlinkersOff.com. Part of our ABR uh, Big Race Showdown, Nicole. Yes. Really appreciate it, and I really look forward to meeting you on Saturday. I am looking so forward to meeting you Saturday too. I will see you at Arlington. Appreciate Thank it. you very much, Thank Nicole. You. Have a good night. All right, so there was Nicole at Rogue Clown on Twitter. If you want to, um, you know, follow that, I don't, there you, we got it. Nailed it. Yeah, she was yeah. great. She was yeah. fantastic. She yeah, was, she was one yeah. of the best best guests we've had. So, um, all right, so let's move on, Louis, to some handicapping. What do you want? You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we we don't have a whole lot. We're going to talk mostly about our Lincoln Million Day, which we've talked a lot about. So, by already. the way, I, I want to say too, we're going to talk about the late pick five. I without. Recognize that, like the Isaac Murphy is the second race listed stakes. There's a listed stakes in the fourth in the Addison Kamek uh, Memorial as well. So Arlington loaded something like seven, eight stakes on that day. It reminds me a little bit of, say, um, you know, when Laurel does the uh, uh, like Federico Tessio kind of day, that kind of thing. It feels like that at uh, at Arlington and a um, bunch of literally just there to stay on the turf for the last five races. It feels like Gulfstream Park on a Tuesday or something. So there you go. All right. Um, uh, so you want to start with the uh, the the race six, which is the grade three pucker up. It's a mile and an eighth again on the turf. 
for three-year-old Phillies, uh, $100,000 on the line. Um, who do you like in this race, Louie? Yeah, so I I have four horses for this one. The one and the three, I really I really like the the jockey connection. So Louis Saez and Flavian Pratt are going to be in town on Saturday in Chicago to race with Oyster Box and, um, and uh, Shanti Sara in this race. You get the Irish horse coming in. Finish second, first time out in the United States at Monmouth in the Boiling Spring. Going over two turns there, so I like the idea of going over two turns again here. At Arlington, with Oyster Box, you get a horse that's just run good numbers, has run in good company, ran in the regret here at Churchill Downs over a good going. We're going to get firm going, hopefully, by then. At Arlington this weekend, trust Louis Saez and, uh, and Flavian Pratt to get that done. The six with trader Jeff Hiles, who's actually having a good year, it's one of those horses that I mentioned is going from, she's a mystery, she's going from dirt to turf, has just been classy in the dirt races. I don't hate that he's trying the turf here, and so I'm going to include she's a mystery, the six. I'm also going to include the four flown. Um, a favorite there? Brendan Walsh, three to one here. Already ran a second at um, uh, by a head, frankly, in, in illicit stakes at Arlington. So I really do think you can spread here four horses, the one, three, four, and six for me, race six at Arlington. All right, race seven is the Beverly D, which uh, we talked about briefly here. Uh, grade one, and uh, who do we like in this race? I gave away my handicapping, yeah, a little bit here with me and Mary, the two, yep. uh, with Louis Saez, Grand Motion, ran a one-on-one last time out. Uh, at Belmont, over a yielding course. Prior to that, though, over a firm course at Pimlico in the Gallerette. Lucky enough, I was there. I got to see her. Ran really well there. Gets Lasix back here, which is interesting. Grand Motion going back to that uh, approach, but to be fair, at one point in her career, ran four straight wins on. Um, oh, okay, a little soft yeah. the turf is is a yeah. prediction here. I agree. Uh, by the way, you're going to hear a lot of Euros mentioned in my handicapping here for the turf curse um, at Arlington. Like we talked about with Nicole, I I really feel like turf class travels to Arlington. It plays as a fair course for a lot of the horses that ship in. To me, me and Mary runs like a, a Euro horse. She's that kind of talent. Uh, Graham Motion is a European style trainer, so I really trust her here. But I also am going to play the four Santa Barbara as well. One first time this side in the Belmont Oaks, uh, grade one as well, over a mile and a quarter. Uh, we're going to shorten up a little bit here uh, to a mile and three sixteenths, but literally just half a furlong. And so uh, trust that Ryan Moore, who's shipping in for this day to run two horses, has done this before uh, with Aiden O'Brien. I think those connections. I'm going to try to really shorten up here with the two and the four. I do like one other horse in this race, the La, uh, Lamista, who I think has run. Uh, who ran second at Belmont in a, in a in a grade three? Chad Brown Flavian here. If you wanted to include a third horse, that's where I would go because once in a while I think a jockey like Flavian just grabs a win. You get a Euro shipper here. Irad was aboard the last two times at Belmont and Saratoga. I think we're going to get a better go here and a chance that something like Lamisa is going to be able to jump up as well. But I am two and four in this leg. I'm the the uh, the race eight is the um, one mile turf race, the Grade One Bruce D for three year olds, three year olds, uh, three hundred thousand dollar race, and this is where Nicole said she loves the one horse, the ride of a lifetime. Uh, did you have the ride of a lifetime in yours? I, I didn't, but I do now. <laughs> so, okay. you know, I I do I really believe that you know, especially since Megan has joined the show, that there are people who can just look at horses doing you know in workouts and see them and just go, you know what, that horse is in great form. They're going to love Kane Jarad. Uh, for sure. No, that's yeah. right. And, and she was right. Super versatile sire. So a horse winning on, you know, at this level um, in a grade one, you know, restricted to three-year-olds, but still wouldn't be so shocking. So I will include the one at this point. I think the favorite Tango, 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 the two who's run well previously at Arlington is an include as well. Uh, Declan Cannon's actually having a pretty nice meeting here at 17%. And so uh, I don't know when those numbers flipped over because uh, he, oh, I'm mixing him up with, uh, oh my gosh, is there another Declan? I don't think so. Not that I know. Two Declans. Oh, man. All right. Rob will help me. Uh, but uh, Jackson's citizenship in this one in and um, and should be should be a factor for sure. I have the four Ginsburg who's coming out of a maiden win. I love horses coming out of maiden wins. You get Julian Leperu who. It's a great SNL reference right there. It is a very good one. Um, broke maiden at the distance last time out. I love horses coming off of maiden wins. That's just an angle I really like. So the fours didn't include for me. With the six point me by. You get it's Louis Saez. I love the speed figures on this horse. Very clearly, intentionally shipping to Arlington for this. Ran at Churchill, then ran at Saratoga, breaking maiden at uh, at Churchill, running fourth in a hundred thousand dollar allowance, one hundred three thousand dollar allowance at Saratoga over good going. And so um, they think a lot of that horse as well. 
And then the eight King of Miami um, is coming in. This is an every other horse. And that's why I'm including him. And this is the every other race. And so um, you see a win uh, four races ago at the maiden level. And then two uh, races ago at the listed stakes level at Canterbury did not have a great show the first time at, at Arlington. I'm not going to say that that's the Arlington track. I'm going to say that this horse goes every other. Um, and so uh, my, my sense is, you know, that this horse could rebound and win. So I'm two, four, six, eight here, play the evens in race eight. All right. So here we go. I just got, I got to do it real quick because I, I love this uh, SNL reference so much. Oh, okay. All right. I got to pull the, uh, <laughs> There she is, dancing it away. Very horse racing happy hours. You're like, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, to, to show a video people, that people can't see. Oh, oh yeah, that's all right. That's may she rest in peace. There you go. All yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, at least the Supreme Court's right now. So, all right. So, we got, uh, we got. let's go to the next one here. And that is it's a million, baby. Mr. D. Yes, it's an artisan million, which is only 600,000 this year. For three-year-olds <laughs> and up, one mile and a quarter on the turf. Um, are you a big domestic spinning? Is that a single here or is Zula Alpha still in contention? Who do we like here? Uh, okay, so a couple of notes. I think this is like I thought race seven was classical and class with me, Mary and Santa Barbara. I think this is classical and class with domestic spending and armory. So I agree with Nicole that those are the top two, and it's kind of not don't get caught up in minutiae. Because for example, busy channel is the eight. Interesting, but the horse runs out of gas at a mile and an eighth. And you can see that in the past performances where horses, even at a mile and, a th- and three sixteenths, it's, it is the margins are almost nothing. And so save your money, go three, nine here, domestic spending armory. I think those are clearly your top two and it allows you to build on a ticket in other races, say perhaps in the race eight or in race six in the lower level races, because I do think you have a chance at a single in the next race, which we talked about earlier. Um, and so just, Sometimes it's okay. It's all right. Essential quality can be a single. It's okay. Sometimes classical class in these in these turf races, domestic spending, armory to me, very much the best two horses here. And that last race of the pick five sequence is the black tie of fair stakes. Uh, 75,000 on purse, three-year-olds and up, one mile and a 16th on the turf. Another great name, Bulldog of Bergen. I love that movie, Cinderella Man. Um, <laughs> what else, Who do we like here? So I am going to single here if another mystery slips into this one, which it sounds like uh, he is going to, uh, has been running uh, – in better company than this, frankly, in the Arlington and in the um, in the in the overnight here at Churchill Downs behind Set Piece and Ramsey Solution, those are two horses that are are not running in this race, frankly, because they ran they are running in bigger races, right? At Saratoga, right? And so my point is that this is a drop, a, a legit drop in class here for him. Busy Channel's running in the Mister D, you know, as his two Emmys, and so those horses have moved up into the into the Grade One level. For me, another mystery, Flavian Pratt, Chris Block, clearly thinks okay, those two are going to hit the board in the Mr. D. I'm going to drop my horse into this listed class. The black type win is just as good as anything else for a horse like another mystery. I think that's your single in this in this sequence. Never great to have the single in the last leg, but here we are. Uh, the four, another mystery is my single in the last at Darlington. So uh, there you go. I, and I think you're exactly right. Eight to five, heavy favorite. You know, uh, it's huge. So we got, we, got, we got one more from who you got there. It says uh, race seven, eight, nine at Arlington Park, oh, cool. part of the cross country. Getting skinny can hold spread in race nine at Saratoga, which is a two-year-old stakes. Yeah, which we're going to so, talk about for sure. Yeah, and he's right because special. I'm going to talk about how to spread in race nine at Saratoga. He's so that's actually where we're going to right now, right, really? Yeah, so that's right. let's go ahead and do Saratoga it. Saratoga special. Yeah. Saratoga special. Here it is. So Saratoga special. Uh, give me a second. Sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. Saratoga Special is the Grade Two uh, presented by Miller Light, by the way. Just in case you're interested, and it is a two hundred thousand dollars stakes for two year olds. And who do we like on this one, Louis? Interesting race because you essentially have to decide if you like horses that have won in places that aren't New York, or horses that have won in places like New York, or if you're going to include both. Uh, and none of the horses have ever gone this far, by the way. But there is one horse that has gone six furlongs and lived to tell about it. And that is, uh, there are a couple of them actually. So Double Thunder won the Bastard Banner, and you and I were here to to watch that. And I on the show, I literally said, Todd Pletcher shipping that horse in with Johnny Velasquez. And if I don't include that horse on in my tickets, I'll feel like an idiot. And that horse ended up winning. 
and frankly was was massively impressive. One by over four lengths, uh, came in and just dominated. Sometimes the speed figures don't show what happened in those races. Horse totally dominated that day. It was really really impressive. Um, Midnight Worker is coming out of a Saratoga six furlong maiden special weight win. Ten to one. Wow. Well, I read and Todd Fletcher ten to one. Yeah, and so it, it, it's interesting because Luis Saez is jumping off to a different it, to to ride in uh, Chicago, of course, and so. Midnight Worker here for me, interesting because the the horse is won at Saratoga, coming out of that win by a head, by the way, which means that the horse had to fight at the end uh, to be involved. It was clearly tiring though at the six for a long point, so I'm interested in the six and a half to see if that works out. I think if I looked, Doctor Jeff is actually the favorite in this race, two to one. Yeah, one over a good surface at Belmont. The turn at Belmont is so different than the turn at Saratoga. And frankly, the track makeup is very different too. If there was a race that you wanted to try to get creative and try to beat a favorite, clearly a two-year-old race is the place to do that. But also Absolutely. a horse that's won at a track that isn't Saratoga and over a very different type of course. And a, and a maiden special weight, right? I mean, it's not like it's... Yeah, yeah but I these mean, are two-year-olds. A lot of them are coming sure, out. Sure, I understand that. Weights. But I mean, like when you look at... There's no guarantees are going to run again well again, right? This right. Time. He's a two-to-one and the, the next horse is five-to-one. So, I mean, they're, right. they're just... The, I don't know if it if it... The, and the next horse is Asmussen and Santana. Right, so, right. The issue with Dr. Jeff, though, is training super well at Saratoga. So if those things hold up, Dr. Jeff actually should be an include. Um, and then, like you mentioned, uh, Gunite, Gunite is the is the son of, of Gunrunner. If you're paying attention at all, Gunrunner's kids are running like maniacs. They're awesome. And so uh, uh, worth including here, wins at the $102,000 made special weight level at Churchill Downs. Uh, has been working at the Saratoga training track, actually, and so is in New York, ready to go, uh, frankly, since, boy, oh, boy, since early July. So clearly they've been pointing to this race, which is awesome. Uh, Steve and uh, Ricardo, it was, by the way, congrats to Steve, Steve about, yeah, no question. Absolutely. Totally appropriate that Ricardo was aboard for that win. And they're closing in together on 200 wins this year. Wow. Just the two of them. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, right. So, uh, so this could be one of them for sure. By the way, I'm hard tossing the one Nakatomi, which is a Brendan, uh, which is a Wesley Ward, and usually you always include Wesley Ward two year olds. Two reasons: uh, coming in, never run on fast dirt, and Javier Castellano right now. I mean, Drew Diener's got to be the happiest guy in America. He's just not running very well. So I, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss the one. But my A ticket includes are the two gun night. I'm trying to do this without numbers on here. Um, I would include this midnight worker, the five, five midnight worker. Yep. And then I would definitely include uh, Dr. Jeff, who, b- despite being the favorite, the workouts make sense and the initial win makes sense. So uh, keeping Joel Rosario, Rudy Rodriguez, just Double won, Thunder, no? uh, just won the, uh, the test last week um, with, uh, oh my gosh, Bella Fina, no Bella Sophia, excuse me. And, um, and so uh, he'll k- look to keep that going. Which horse did you ask? Just ask. Double me. Thunder, the seven. Yeah, I thought you uh, had Double yeah. Thunder in there. It's not Double too. Thunder. Ran in the uh, ran in the Bashford Manor here. Yeah. Um, and uh, I yes, I would include him as well. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Sorry. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to miss that one. So I appreciate. It. All right. So then we're gonna move on to the horse, the race we've already talked about a little bit, the Four Star Dave, which is the ABR race of the week. So uh, we kind of gave our picks a little bit here already. This is yeah. for one mile on the turf for three year olds. Uh, and up and as a handicap, uh, which is very interesting because Raging Bull is carrying 122 pounds and everyone else is under 120 except for Cause of Creeds at 120 even. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know how much that matters in this or not, but it's, it's a six pound spread as far as I can tell because I, I think blowout at 116. No, the one four, there's a 114. Daddy's Legends 114. So, oh, no kidding. Okay. God Stormy's at 115. Um, yeah, so that. That's what we got, and as far as this race goes, there's there's a lot of names in this race that you've you've will recognize for sure. I saw uh, comments that this is probably the best turf race of the year so far, and you know what? I, I won't I won't hard disagree with that at all. I think it's I think there's a distinct possibility that this is the best so far. I, I just think there's a huge there's Raging Bull and the and who's capable of running this in a <laughs> in a sub one thirty three time. Right. I mean, he's capable of that. Right. And uh and this is a race that a lot of these other horses will be running at 136 to one, you know, 138, as we talked talked about with set piece. I just uh I, I think there's huge there's Raging Bull and there's a huge gap to everyone else. I did like Classic Creed and I did like Blowout. So 
Um, we'll see how it goes from there. So who did you uh, have here? You and I agree on the top here. I think the Raging Bull, if he runs his race, is, is the winner here. Um, and I, I think in second I had Field Pass, who I mm-hmm. feel runs really well everywhere. The only clunker this horse has ever thrown in is over a good go at Belmont in the Man of War. We're going to have a pretty firm torque. Uh, course up at saratoga recently won in the um grade three baltimore washington international turf cup that's right the bwi at uh at pimlico that's right and um and but that horse has won at at pimlico at woodbine at uh keeneland at churchill downs i mean the horse just it doesn't seem to matter where the turf course is field pass is just a gamer have him in the second spot, and then I, I believe I had uh, Daddy as a legend, actually, as my third. So here's my thing with Field Pass. Sure. The, and every time, he's only taking a shot at grade one twice, and we just said that this could be the best turf race of okay, the year so far, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And he's never hit the board in a grade one. Um, you know, so I, I just, you know. But I, again, he's a friend of the show, so we got we got to we got to cheer for him a little bit. He's a friend of Louis. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say he's a legit friend of the show. <laughs> Speaking of which, your boy Stable Boy actually reached out to me, and I got calling back today. He was with you to watch Field Pass, right? Is he regretting his life at this point? You think? I I don't know. I, had to, I had, <laughs> we should call him live on the show. Stable so, boy. Stable Boy did reach out. So, <sighs> uh, well, you you think you saw your Facebook post today? Is that uh, maybe? I don't, that, no, he he reached out last night, and I made that today. So mm, okay, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. So are that, he and Maria getting married? What do you think? Ooh, man, that'd be a major <laughs> score for him. I don't know if he's got that kind of game <laughs> for anyone. What are you talking about? He didn't have that kind of game. <laughs> no I'm one's a, got that kind of game. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so who did you have coming third on this? Uh, Daddy's legend. Daddy's a legend. That's right. So there you go. The the horse only with the lightest weight. Daddy is a legend right now. Morning line twenty to one. There you go. Last pick. And of course, we you know Daddy's a legend is the horse we talk about on this show all the time. Uh, ran yeah. forever. So uh, and has Daddy is a legend hit the board in his last grade one last time out in the uh, just the game stakes. So uh, there you go. Daddy and then the matriarch stakes grade one. We came in second. Uh, it's hit the board several times in grade ones. I actually like that pick a little bit more than I think I like the field pass. Oh, the thing. horse is a gamer for sure. No, that, yeah. it's not. You know, no, no, I don't feel bad about that at all. All right. Um, what else you got today, Louie? Who's, who's winning the, the Field of Dreams game right now? You've got it on. I can't watch uh, seven it. Seven to three, White Sox, bottom five. I, uh, I I told you walking in, you know, it kind of grew up with that movie a little bit. And when the they had Costner wander off in the field, and I was like, he, he wanted for a long time. And I was like, all right, does he have Alzheimer's? Like, what's going on here? Oh, no. And then um, – uh, he got kind of to behind second base where the where the dirt and the turf mitt, and then all the all the uh, all the players started coming out through the through the corn. And I was like, man, that is like so cool. I got goosebumps. I'll it tell was... you how they're gonna ruin it. They're gonna play a game there every year, and eventually it'll be Rockies Rays. Well, it'll just it'll get old. I I don't know. You know, it'll it'll Rockies, obviously Rays, play itself I'm calling out. it four years from now. Rockies Rays. Everyone, but it's gotta be down. Yankees White Sox because that's the, the movie is about, right? They're, so. No, they're gonna ruin it. There's already talk that the Cubs are playing there next year. If you're a White Sox fan, how do you feel about that? Um, you probably hate it yeah. unless the White Sox are playing the Cubs. <laughs> that's apparently Cubs Cardinals next year. Yeah, well, Cubs Cardinals no, though, well, and that not well. No, it's Yankees White Sox. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Except <laughs> the only the only thing I'll say is that the Iowa. Iowa Cubs are the Triple A. That's true. Club actually, that's Cubs. a good call. That's a good call. Actually, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of Cub love in Iowa, um, so I could understand why. And then hopefully that means there's a lot of Cardinal hate. That's the one thing Cubs fans <laughs> and Reds fans have in common. Uh, screw you, Mitchell Hannigan, and that's it. Go. So uh, hopefully, way, Mitchell. Nicole, we listen. totally appreciate her coming. Uh, to, totally appreciate them coming on. I sh- they. Uh, I look forward to possibly meeting Nicole this weekend. She's—I can't imagine how busy a person like that is. Just on, right on Million Saturday, but hopefully that works out. I love it. All right, man. Well, uh, let's pay the tab and get out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been the Horse Racing Happy Hour. No music. Real? I'm lazy. I forgot oh. to cue it up. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>